The minor league season has concluded and we are continuing with our players of the year, this time the National League and American League Central. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen. Every single day in today's episode of Locked On MLB Prospects is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security. With Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe, 24-7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. So players of the year, National League Central, American League Central. We covered the East yesterday. You may remember Gunnar Henderson and Andrew Painter were the big takeaways out of that. But here, National League Central, let's start with the Cubs. And a guy that has progressed more than perhaps I've given him credit for in the past over the last season, center fielder Pete Crow Armstrong. For the Chicago Cubs. So 101 games this year, 312, 376, 520 slugging, 16 home runs, 32 stolen bases, and then 36 walks to 102 strikeouts. So the thing here about Pete Crow Armstrong is uh, had to rehab a labrum injury last year and so missed most of the season. I think he got like five games in before he got hurt. And so he had an incredibly long layoff where he could not swing a bat. So he got to work with video. He got to work working on his swing, working on on watching video, on watching his mechanics and trying to break down what was going on. Well, we saw the, the results that came out of that is the power. Just the power finally showed up. Again, 520 slugging, um, 16 home runs, And I think that there's a potential for more there when you watch the swing and you watch what he does. Part of the slugging is because he was able to to use his speed to pick up extra bases. But I absolutely think that there is still more strength gains to be made. He's six foot tall, about 185, can add a little bit of healthy power and strength to that frame. Uh, I could absolutely see him as a 20-25 home run guy in the bigs to go along with Gold Glove caliber defense. I think he's one of the better defensive center fielders in all of the minor leagues right now and is on track, if everything pans out, to be one of the best defensive center fielders when he gets called up, probably on day one. Will probably be a top top five defender in center field when he gets called up. So Pete Crow Armstrong, absolutely deserving of prospect of the year for the Chicago Cubs. Looked fantastic this year. Excited to see what he does in 2023. The Reds, this was actually a tough one for the Reds. So many good prospects in the system. So many guys who accomplished a lot. Uh, But the guy, if you've listened to this show, you know who I'm going to pick. It's somebody who we've talked about before, who we're really excited about. His overall ceiling could be one of the highest ceilings in the entire minor leagues. Shortstop Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, just missed a 30-30 season by about two home runs. Over 120 games. 304, 359, 586. 28 home runs. 47 stolen bases. 
40 walks to 158 strikeouts. So acknowledge up front, you've got an issue as far as strikeouts go. Uh, and part of that is his approach. He is incredibly aggressive at the plate. And it's something where he, and maybe rightfully, believes that he can hit any single pitch that comes in. He's probably pretty close to being correct on that. But when he moved up to double A, you could see um, the slugging drop a little bit. You could see pitchers start to use that against him. And so it's a very, I'm not going to say easy, but it's a very straightforward adjustment to make as far as pitch selection and recognition to know what can I crush? What do I need to to hold off on? What do I need to to uh, let go by and, and pick something that I can drive. So love the potential there for that. And then defense. He split time between shortstop and third base. I think his defense is good enough to stick it short. If you move him to third, he's got an absolute rail gun of an arm. That thing can one of the better arms in the minor leagues. He's not Mazin Win. Nobody is, but uh, one of the stronger arms in the minors. And so if you have to move him to third, which there is a ton of shortstop prospects in Cincinnati. So L.A. De La Cruz may move to third. I don't know. Uh, still going to give you plus defense, the plus arm and all of that. Uh, I've heard some rumors that they may look at him in center field as well. Um, has the speed, again, has the arm to do it. It just would be a matter of working on the reads, routes, reactions. Either way, Ellie De La Cruz, fantastic uh, year this year. Again, one of the higher ceilings, I feel like, uh, in the entire minor leagues as far as where this guy could go. You know, just get him more experience against higher level pitching to work on the aggressiveness at the plate and ultimately the the pitch selection. For the Brewers, a guy, if, you, if you've paid attention to the minor leagues at all this year, you know who this is going to be. It's outfielder Jackson Churio. 99 games, started off at the complex and made it all the way to double A at 18 years old. Uh, struggled in double A a little bit. So these numbers don't look as impressive when you factor in the, the, the sub 100 batting average over his small sample in double A. But 288, 342, 538, 20 home runs, 16 stolen bases, and then 32 walks to 118 strikeouts. So again, a lot of those strikeouts as far as being over the one a game limit, a lot of those strikeouts came in double A. Uh, the batting average was low. The power was low. And we really saw, you know, uh, we really saw the the ultimate combo of what Jackson Churio could be this year, right? We saw um, the smoothness in center field, the speed, good, uh, good reads and routes and reactions. Uh, we saw the power manifest. I mean, double-digit home runs at age 18 years old, not something you see a lot. A lot of guys we talk about, they can eventually get there, and a lot of what they do at age 18 is double, you know, gap power. Uh, we saw it manifest as home runs for Jackson Churio. So a guy that I absolutely believe, a uh, little more seasoning. He's going to probably start back at double A in 2023. Uh, depending on how that goes, he could be up second half of the year, might jump straight to the bigs, might go to AAA first. We had a conversation just a week or two ago. There's a ton of outfielders in this system. Uh, but I don't think anybody's going to be blocking Jackson Churio. He looks like he could be uh, one of the best prospects in the minor leagues. I think he will be uh, a number one, the number one prospect sooner rather than later. I'd put that sometime next season, provided that he continues his lower minors performance in or lower minor stats in Double A next year. 
for the Pirates, catcher Indy Rodriguez. And this is really interesting. Splitting time with Henry Davis. So he was playing first base. He was playing left field. He was playing second base, which apparently he really enjoyed second base. But once Henry Davis got a little nicked up and Indy became the full-time catcher. From July through the end of the season, 1.181 OPS. Absolutely insane. Full stats for the year over 125 games. 323, 407, 590. 25 home runs, 60 walks to 101 strikeouts. Uh, the big thing here is keeping him behind the plate, giving him full-time reps as a catcher. Uh, he's got an absolute cannon of an arm. He caught like 45% of base dealers this year. So giving him full-time reps, but knowing if <clears throat> for some reason it doesn't work out uh, for, for Indy Rodriguez behind the plate, you've got the options of left field, you've got first base, you've got second base. I still think that he can be a plus catcher. Again, the arm is absolutely a weapon, and you saw offensively what he was able to do as far as you know, over 300, over 400, almost at 600 for slugging um, at, at a young age. So love Indy Rodriguez and what he's done for the Pirates. Uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals, again, guy we've talked about quite a bit, Jordan Walker, third baseman by trade. They moved him to the outfield at the trade deadline. Um, once I guess once they realized they weren't going to make a, make a serious bid for Juan Soto. And it's something where... Uh, uh, looks like, based on what he did there, uh, looks like he's average to above average and left. He's got an arm that can play in right field, and he's going to the Arizona Fall League to play outfield. So I think as long as that goes well, you could see him debut earlier rather than later in 2023. But in 119 games in the minors this year, 306, 388, 510, 19 home runs, 22 stolen bases. Uh, 58 walks to 116 strikeouts. So struck out just under once a game, but walked at about half the rate that he struck out. So plenty of on base there. Um, you know, just missed a 300, 400, 500 year by just a couple walks. And somebody who looks like he could play a major part in the St. Louis Cardinals lineup at the big league level sooner rather than later, as well as gives you the flexibility to cover first and third if you're ever given a day off to Arenado and Goldschmidt. Just a minute, I want to get to the AL Central. Some really interesting players here, including one who already debuted to play with his brother. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And I know because I use Simply Safe and in my own home. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Um, it's a great setup. I've got all of the doors to my house. I've got four doors between basement, front door, back door, garage. I've got four doors. All the doors are set up. Ground floor windows have sensors on them as well. Uh, I've, got, I've got cameras in the basement, upstairs to watch the kids in the playroom, the living room, the garage. Uh, the, anywhere there's a door entering the house, I've got a camera either on the outside, like the front door camera, or inside 
to watch what happens there. We've got glass break sensors, a water sensor by the water heater in case it leaks. I get told about that. And what's great is you can go in there and you can build your own system. You go onto the site, you get the base station, you can pick exactly what you want as far as key fobs, sensors for door or window, cameras, um, extra keypads, alarms, whatever you want. You can go choose, pick and choose what you want from Simply Safe. I can, I can access the, the cameras from the app. I can arm and disarm via um, voice commands to my, to my smart home assistant or on my phone or using the keypad or using a key fob. Just tons of ways to set up the system with whatever helps you and whatever's best for you and your family. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. You save 20% on your security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan using our code and you get the first month free. So again, visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Okay, so looking at the American League Central and confession time here, this is probably the division that I am the weakest on as far as prospects. So I, I did get some help sourcing some of this and running some of these choices by uh, some of our friends over at Baseball America, trying to make sure that I hadn't missed something or I didn't quite, quite cr cr give somebody proper credit there. So for the White Sox, prospect of the year, shortstop Colson Montgomery. And not a completed product. He just now turned 20. Uh, we're still waiting for the power to fully show up. All of the metrics are there. Exit velo, bat speed, all of the advanced metrics are there for the power. It just hasn't fully manifested in the games yet. So the raw power is there. And when you look at the, the course of his season, he spent some time with Project Birmingham. Uh, that's the AA Southern League. We've talked about how that entire league is full of pitchers' parks. So when you take away that, 82 games in the low minors, 295, 408, 450, nine home runs. Again, somewhere where Colson Montgomery's power is going to continue to develop and it's going to come in. But nine home runs, 52 walks to 68 strikeouts. So striking out, you know, significantly under once a game, walking almost as much as he's striking out. So love how the on-base is so high, love the plate discipline there. And then when you look at him defensively, it's short. He moves pretty well. He's got above average arm strength. I think there's a very real possibility he sticks it short. Admittedly, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to see him on my trips to Birmingham, and so don't quite have a full picture of his defense. Um, I have been... I have been known to be swayed by guys before. I was down on Curtis Mead's defense until I caught him in Montgomery, and I saw him look much better defensively than some of the reports I had gotten. So, Colson Montgomery, prospect of the year for the White Sox system. For the Guardians, this is a really fun one. Bo Naylor, the catcher, his brother's up right now playing first base, uh, but 118 games in the minors before he got called up. 263, 392, 496. Great slash line for a catcher. Batting average is a little bit lower than what you'd want, but again, for a catcher, it's the opposite of first base. You can discount a little bit the offense and you still come out to above average offense. 
Uh, 21 home runs and 20 stolen bases. That's very rare you see a 2020 season from a catcher, I feel like. Uh, 82 walks to 121 strikeouts. So struck out just over once a game in the minors, but walked a ton. You know, again, 118 games, 82 walks. And he has really good speed. I'm not going to say for a catcher. He has really good speed in general. And he's going to join JT Real Muto as one of those modern catchers that can add value on the base paths with his speed. But really good defender. Um, I think he's good at game calling. And then I'm very impressed with how well he forms relationships with his catcher. He speaks both fluent English and Spanish. And so obviously a lot of younger uh, catchers who come from Latin, I'm sorry, younger pitchers who come from Latin America, they struggle with that transition. Part of it's the language barrier. He's able to help form those relationships. I've heard really good things about it. I expect him to open the year sharing time with Austin Hedges or being the primary guy in Cleveland next year and playing with his brother. Uh, for the Detroit Tigers, right hand pitcher Wilmer Flores, undrafted free agent in 2022, has a you're obviously familiar with the name Wilmer Flores. He's the younger brother of the Giants infielder. But um, undrafted in 2020, that was the five-year thing. He went to a junior college in Arizona. Um, and out of there, this year, 103 and a third innings, 279 ERA with 130 strikeouts to 23 walks. So two walks per nine innings, 11.3 strikeouts per nine innings. And the thing here is fastball is plus 93 to 95. It can touch 98. He loves to throw it arm side. Um, the curveball, it's a plus curveball. One of the best curveballs in the Giants system, if not the, or, sorry, in the Tiger system, if not the best curveball in the Tiger system. It's 11 to 5. It's really good low in the zone um, to steal a strike at the bottom of the strike zone. I'm really impressed when I watch it do that. Um, the changeup in the cutter, below average right now. You just have to get one of those to be average, and you have an arsenal where you can start. And the big thing there is I think the changeup can do it. The big issue on the changeup is arm speed doesn't always match, and then the movement profile isn't great on it. But seeing what the fastball does and the spin the fastball has, I'm confident the changeup can get there as well once you do that. You're looking at a guy who can absolutely impact at the big league level and join the stable of some of these pitchers you've developed, like a Casey Mize, who's rehabbing from Tommy John, a Tarek Skubal, things like that. For the Royals, the Royals was a tough one, and I had to go out and get some help because the Royals have had so many uh, first-year players contribute at the big league level. Obviously, our boy Bobby Witt Jr., Vinny Pascantino. Uh, Nick Prado, Michael Massey, who I wanted to pick as prospect of the year, MJ Melendez, uh, just tons of guys who have been promoted and contributed positively at the big league level. And so got some help on this. Tyler Gentry is the name that came out from a lot of people that I talked to about this. Um, 23 years old, was in high A and double A, um, only got like 40 games last year after being taken in the third round in 2020. So this was his first full season, but went in and really simplified his swing while he was rehabbing last year. Had a lot of extra parts, had a lot of movement. And so Tyler Gentry said that he just wasn't able to get the um, bat into the zone as quickly as he wanted. And so he was struggling with velocity, especially up in the zone. We've talked about the elevated fastball. 
many, many times. And so on the year, 108 games, 326, 422, 542, 21 home runs, uh, 10, stole, uh, 10 stolen bases, and then 60 walks to 105 strikeouts. So again, under one strikeout a game right there at the line, uh, walked at least half of, you know, had at least half the number of walks as he did strikeouts. And then plays good defense in center. I kind of view him as a right fielder in the future. He's got a plus arm. I really think he can be a weapon there. They've played a lot of MJ Melendez in left. They've played a lot. You know, they can play uh, Tyler Gentry in right. I mean, you're you're you have most of your core either up or getting ready to come up if you are the Kansas City Royals, and it looks really good here. Twins, another one that I struggled a bit with. I wanted to give this to the Canadian prospect god of walks, Edward Julian, uh, one of the best batting eyes in the entire minor leagues. But I talked to some folks and they said, you have to recognize Louis Varland. So Louis Varland, right-hand pitcher, second, like a two-time uh, Twins minor league baseball pitcher of the year. Debuted in early September um, against the Yankees, I believe. Didn't give up a home run to Aaron Judge, which is what matters. But on the season, 126 and a third innings, 306 ERA, 146 strikeouts to 42 walks. Gave up 15 home runs, so not as many as you'd love. But thing here is fastball sits 94 to 95. It can touch 98. He's got a slider and a changeup that he throws. He has confidence in them. They're both average, but he throws them well, throws them in the right situations. Curveball's below average, and it's something he really just every now and then break it out to try to steal a strike early in an at-bat. Uh, the big things for me are, one, uh, he rarely walked guys this year. So, again, only had 42 walks in 120 innings, so just about three walks per nine innings. So cut that down significantly. And then he's been very consistent. Some of the notes that I got was, I mean, just about every single outing. Like, he never pitched fewer than four innings. He only twice allowed more than three earned runs. Just been very consistent. A lot of confidence in what he was doing. And when he got promoted to AAA, he's from St. Paul. So when he got promoted to AAA, he had uh, four AAA starts, 1.69 ERA, 27 strikeouts to three walks. So rose to the moment in AAA. Uh, like I said, made it to the big leagues this year. Got about four starts. And somebody that I expect to come out of spring training as one of the five starters there Um in Minnesota, definitely want to see him work again on um, improving the slider and change up a little bit, and then just seeing if the curveball can come up to maybe fringe to average. In just a minute, I want to get to the awards as far as the most outstanding prospects um, combined between these two divisions and guys that are going to be finalists for our Friday awards show right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we're back. So, We've gone through the National League Central, the American League Central. Just kind of recap here who got what awards. National League Central Prospects of the Year for the Cubs, center fielder Pete Crow Armstrong. For the Reds, shortstop Ellie De La Cruz. Again, one of the highest ceilings of anybody in the minor leagues, in my opinion. Brewers, outfielder Jackson Shurio, arguably the breakout prospect of the entire minor leagues. Um... His minor league manager, you remember uh, talking to David Gasper from reviewing the Brew a couple weeks ago, his minor league manager gave the comp of Ronald Acuna Jr. for what Jackson Churio could become. 
I'm not giving that comp. Again, we don't do comps on this show, but his own minor league manager gave that comp. Uh, Pirates catcher Indy Rodriguez caught fire once he became the starting catcher and had one of the highest OPSs from July on in the entire minor league, so ended on a tear. The Cardinals, third baseman and outfielder Jordan Walker, somebody we should see debut next year after he hopefully tears it up in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, I joined him with the Prospects 1500 Total Bases Challenge, and Jordan Walker was my guy in the first round. I'm like, listen, I think Jordan Walker's going to produce a ton of total bases in the AFL. For the American League Central, the White Sox, shortstop Colson Montgomery. Uh, for the Guardians, catcher Bo Naylor already made his debut. I think he actually hit right behind his brother in one game, so I'd love to see them go back-to-back. I think that'd be a pretty cool thing to see brothers go back-to-back in a big league game. For the Detroit Tigers, right-hand pitcher Wilmer Flores. For the Royals, outfielder Tyler Gentry, that retooled swing, gets in the zone a lot faster, stays in the zone a lot longer, has really kind of unlocked some of his power. And for the Twins, second-time minor league pitcher of the year for the Twins, right-hand pitcher Louis Varland. And when I'm going through um, trying to figure out who wins these awards, the best pitcher from these two divisions, I think I'm giving it to Wilmer Flores. I know Varland's a two-time minor league pitcher of the year for the organization. I like the pitch mix that Wilmer Flores has better. I think the plus fastball and the plus curveball give you a higher ceiling. You just need to get either the changeup or the cutter to average. And I think that that's something that they can do. Um, Again, really like the profile of those pitches. I like that fastball up in the zone. I like that curveball at the bottom of the zone to steal strikes. Or he can just hammer it uh, glove side. Or Sorry, he can hammer it arm side when he wants to to try to get a swing and a miss. Uh, For the position player, this was a tough one. Pete Crow Armstrong, we talked about the powers come in. He may be you know, a, a, a top five center fielder the day he debuts. Jackson Churio, huge rise, fastest rise of anybody, and did all of this at only 18 years old. I've got to give it to Ellie De La Cruz. I'm, I, I don't know if I'm just biased or what it is, but Ellie De La Cruz to me is a guy that has a ton, like the, the ceiling is literally the limit for Ellie De La Cruz. Hit 28 home runs, stole almost 50 bases. He was this close to a to a 30-30 season in the minor leagues, and that rarely happens. He missed it. Like Bobby Witt Jr. missed it last year by, I think, one home run or one steal. Um, Ellie De La Cruz missed it by two home runs at the very end there um, because he struggled a little bit in Chattanooga in that giant hitter's park, that, or that giant pitcher's park that they have. But I just see the ceiling as being the absolute limit. I think he can stick at shortstop. They've got a ton of shortstop prospects. He may move to third base. He may move to center field. But either way, Ellie De La Cruz just seems to be a fantastic, fantastic option to me. And somebody who I think is definitely going to be one of the best players in baseball if if everything works out right. Fantastic week this week. We're covering the National League and American League West tomorrow. And then on Friday, we're giving away our awards. We're picking our prospect team of the year. As far as the best guys at each position, we're picking our minor league prospect of the year. We're picking our rookie of the year. We're doing all of that. So stay tuned. If you made it this far in the video, do us a favor. Go ahead and like and subscribe to the channel on YouTube. does mean a ton as far as discovery. If you're on audio, go to the podcast app of your choice. Leave us a review. Tell us what you want to see from the show or what you enjoy from the show. Uh, I do read every single one of those. It means the world to me when you guys show your support and show... um, 
that you care about this show and that you appreciate this show. Uh, until we talk tomorrow, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Mm -hmm.